black night yeah. A raindrop falls from tremendous heights A wave crashes off of a cliff in Scotland A child bites an apple What up? Through the Island Podcast It's the Kenny Johnson edition You've all been waiting I, I've been waiting my whole life for episode 29 Of Through the Island Podcast um, You know, this is your host, the captain Desmond here Mike, uh, you know, with this guy you never know when, when something's going to come up and, and he tells you he can absolutely record on this time next week and then you ask him the day before, can you do it? And something came up. So, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to talk about the people that aren't here. You know, we're going to talk about the people that, that have showed up and, uh, you know, the, the, the wonderful guest co-host is someone that is actually quite near and dear to corporate Mike. Um, yes. Care to introduce yourself, sir? Hi, everybody. My name is Scott. Um, I am one of the 300 IQ Militia members. Yes, that's also, top, top of the list. Yes, I'm very near and dear to the podcast heart. And uh, I'm also a fan and a listener. Um, and I also play in a band with Corporate Mike. We, uh, we play in a bad metal band. So I was tapped. Um, there's an injury uh, and... Uh, Next one up. up. Next one up. Next one up. Well, and, and what's the name of your band? Because I, I feel that that both you and you and Mike are are uh, too modest about how good uh, your band is. You, you you gotta you gotta promote yourself, kid. What's well, the name of your band? Mike and I play in a band called Crypto Dira. Um, we are a experimental or otherwise progressive metal band. Um, it's one of those, you know. One of the one of those types of bands is focused on on musicianship and all that jazz and and uh, yeah we do our thing we're all right we do pretty good we're going on tour soon so if you're if, if there's any listeners plug in plug, York, plug, plug, are, plug, yes, plug, plug 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 I'd like to think there are some listeners in New York so we are we are going on tour with uh, the band Intervals and another band called Thank You Scientists another band called Idola we're playing the Gramercy Theater on December fourteenth. Now, if there's any listeners outside of New York, we're playing the whole country before and after December 14th. So anyway. Nice. You, you got it. You got yourself. So you got yourself an orange drink there. What is that? This is a uh, Montauk pumpkin. Now, I don't really go too crazy on the whole like fall pumpkin thing, but like I, I, I'm good for a couple. I'm good for a couple. So it, this is like one of mine for the whole season. So. I'm, I'm, a bi- I'm actually a big well see I am both a big fall pumpkin guy and I'm also a specifically big Montauk uh yes. pumpkin guy. I think it's I think it's one of it's probably the second best pumpkin to the southern tier uh pumpkin um, pumpkin rocks. I'm uh, also I'm also a fan of Rhodes Mary's baby which is good. I think it's what's the name of that company? Two Rhodes, three Rhodes, a number of Rhodes. Is that the, the one with like the headless horseman uh, yeah. logo or whatever? I haven't had yeah, that one. Yeah, I believe yet. so. I should I should I should rephrase. I am very much a fall guy. I think fall rocks. I'm, I'm into the whole festivities and whatnot. It's just and I even love pumpkin beer, but it's just like it can be a little too sweet for me at times. I'm usually good for only a couple of pumpkin beers per season, but I fuck with the whole the whole thing is good. I find fall a bit disturb. It makes me th- I it makes me think about death more than usual, <laughs> and I find that it haunts most of the, the moments that I, I experience. But um, you know what what um, hasn't been haunting me lately is uh, it's been the resurgent play of the yes. New York Islanders. The boys uh, are back in town. That's the only way to put it. Well, they, they literally are. That because of this long break from from Sunday night's game against uh, Vegas, 
before the game in they're they're playing Nashville on Saturday, right? That's right. Yes, the next so game back is Nashville. Five six, days off. I six believe. day break. They're they're actually you know they literally are back at home, which is probably I think it's definitely going to be good for everybody on the team, whether they are surging like Ilya or uh, charred like Chara. I think Oof. I think it's good for everybody just to be away from each other for a little bit. It's been it's been a weird arc of six games. Mm. But uh Charlie like Char is good, by the way. I like that. You I like, like that. that? I don't like how he plays because he's bad, but I, I do like, you like the, the, the play on words. Yeah. Yeah, that's very good stuff. Um, Unlike his play, which is bad stuff. Bad, bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah, really I, I think they are home. And also speaking of uh, we're getting that we're getting our plugs in. Weird, you take corporate mic out of the mix, we're actually better at, at getting organic plugs mm. in. Mm. Uh, weird. This this Saturday for that Nashville game, uh, which starts at one thirty. Um October 30th, I am going to be anchoring the Queens meetup at Catch Astoria. So mm. come through. Uh, I'm going to be drinking. Um, it, it, there's, a, there's a nice little beer garden area. We put the game on. And uh, we don't have to talk. If you want to talk, you know, we can. I might not want to talk. We'll, we'll see how I feel. Probably going to be very um, chemically impacted. Um, mm. For the game, a little bone juice, perhaps. Little, little bone juice. Well, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm trying to talk them into getting a bone juice keg. Um, wow! And, but I'm gonna refuse to explain on what I mean by that. So uh, we're <laughs> just, gonna see just, how that plays just tell out. Them. If they don't know, then you know there's a special list for them. They can, but yeah, they come can come on. through if you're in, in the city, Queens, or if you're in like you know NASA. Come on, you know if you live on Long Island, nothing nothing is is is, is popping off there. Come to Queens. Come to Astoria for the the meetup. It's a good time. It's a good sports bar. It is the sports bar that I was at for uh, the Sezikis overtime game winner where I was... uh, The the footage from that meetup has been recycled by the Islanders team many times. During preseason games where people are like, you're on the Jumbotron for the preseason. Like, is there a meetup going on now? And it's like... No, I'm not having a meetup for the third preseason game uh, that is being broadcast only on the Islanders' face. No, we didn't. We didn't do a meetup for that one. Sorry, pal. Um, You're still banned. Are you still banned by the Islanders' Twitter? By the Islanders' Twitter, and and I'm still uh, there. From what I understand, a former president is forming a class action lawsuit against Twitter um, for being canceled, <laughs> and I I'm. I may not agree with the guy on everything, but look, I, I I need to get my original handle back. So you know, if you see me pop up on a class action lawsuit um, alongside certain recent presidents, it you know um, which one specifically? Could you tell us which one? You know, it, it's it's so hard to say. Everyone's so biased, and you, it, to have an opinion is bad. So um, mm. you know, I'll just let you figure it out. Mm. But okay. uh, so the Islanders are home now, and uh, they are. In the, it, this is kind of a nice time. We've had the a couple uh, days to digest the, this road trip as a whole and look ahead and also watch a little bit of the rest of the league. And the Islanders yeah. come back 3-2-1, and one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. That's where they're at right now. Ilya, um, Ilya with a strong bounce back from the first two games of the season is probably the main yes. reason they've done yes. anything. Um, I don't know. I... I I feel like Scott. Actually, I think you've seen more of every game. I think the Coyotes game is the only one recent. Oh no, Coyotes and the Blue Jackets game I saw in full. But it's been a lot of like I've caught two periods or a period and a half mm-hmm. 
the, like yeah. uh, the past week or so. So I'll, I'll let you take take the lead. How are you overall feeling? Before we get into the specifics, how are you feeling about the team so far? I will say I feel a lot better than I did. Um, I, I was like most people on the everybody relax train, um, but I, I have to be honest, I was not happy with what I saw with the first couple of games. I don't think anybody really was. Um, I wasn't even all that happy with the Coyotes win. I'm obviously happy that it was a win, but uh, not, rough, not, rough not a game. great showing. Yeah, not definitely, a great showing at all. It was definitely a depressing way to spend uh, my Saturday watching um, just a really poor... Re- watching a mediocre effort that won against a one of the most deliberately awful hockey yeah. teams of recent memory. It was yeah. like uncomfortable. It had this feeling that if it was any other team, the Islanders would have lost. And that's not a good feeling after a win. But, you know, ultimately, sometimes you need that kind of win, even if you don't deserve it, to kind of get you on the right track. And I think it put them on the right track. I was actually pretty happy with the Vegas game. The, I believe it was the second period was pretty rough, where I went, Jesus Christ, they're hanging on by a thread. But then they got a little gold in their confidence. Ilya's back. He's uh, he's not only he's not only back, he's he's really he's really playing well. So um, I, I think I think they, they play well in the first and third and really rode Ilya in the second. But you know, the best teams had that. Best teams need a break from their goaltender, and they certainly got it. So if there's anything to be said, you know, perhaps uh, building off that game is good. And Adam Pellick, a little scared at the end of that game. I got very nervous. I I, I, I cried a little bit. Um, the the finger appears to be okay. Trot's downplaying it as uh, as some numbness, um, and I'm sure he got, he got six games to, to hopefully hit that finger and just get a little feeling back. Just come on, yeah. come back. What are you doing? Come on. He can, maybe him and Cal Clutterbuck can share stories about their not feeling, not feeling their, their extremities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe well, they can work that out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think overall it was uh, the Ve- the Vegas game was 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 huge. Um, yes, the Vegas game was huge because Vegas is a great team. Even, even if they're not playing well, like even though they're they're not playing well, it was. Um, Beating Vegas because it still was watching them play. It's like, oh shit! Like this is a good route, even with their their injuries. Yeah, yeah. Petrangelo well, noting that they were yeah. missing quite a few players, but yeah, they were. But they still like they oh they they are a, a deep enough team in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they they lost. So, so who's so Stone is out and who else was out? Oh God! Like most of their time. Patchy ready? I think. Uh, yes, it's, that's ready. Stone. I know Carlson was in, I believe. I'm trying yeah. to dig into that right now. Yeah, because well, because I, I remember Marcheseau is playing. You know, R- Riley yeah. Smith is playing. More or less, their their second line was their first line in that game. Shea, uh, uh, Shea Theodore and 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 Petrangelo were in. Oh, the here game. you go. Yeah, Stone, Pacioretty, uh, and Theodore were the were the three notable ones, like you said. So, I mean, that sucks for any team, but. Also, the Islanders had Leo Komarov in their first line last year because of injuries, so they made the the, the conference final. It was not, to me not the best excuse, but I, I just thought it was it was important for it to end that way because had they had they you know okay they beat the the, the Coyotes but didn't look great in doing so, and then if they were to then lose to a hobbled golden but still solid Golden Knights team, that would have mm-hmm. been that would have been you, great. Then you start to go okay, the Coyotes. Victor was only because it was the Coyotes, and there's nothing to build off. But it looks like instead, and, there was yeah. something to build off of. And they played, I guess, the, they, I'd say they outplayed Vegas for 40 or 60 minutes. And, and you know, that, that gets you a win in most games, especially against a good team. It, I mean, it's 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 a bummer that they 
they had that that horrendous like two minute span against the the Blue Jackets that that mm. they cough because because if they if they hold that fucking lead going into that mm. first intermission, could you explain what happened? Doesn't do you remember? Did, did something bad happen? They gave they blew they they blew it. They gave up I, I believe two goals in like a thirty second span at the very mm. at the in the last uh, minute and a half of the That's good. second period. It was actually bad. And oh, always oh, it was bad. It was super frust. It was also super frustrating because like that was the game where where the uh, fucking the Blue Jackets break their uh, Cole Cylinder stick breaks. In the in the fucking defensive end in the overtime, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this you're gonna that that's how overtime works. It's built around essentially creating some sort of unfortunate I'm circumstance like this, uh, and like score here, and then they just didn't. It was mm-hmm. like, and like line A scores, and it like Ilya did lose his angle a bit, but like he played so well in that game, and it's also, I mean, line, line A scores. Like fifty percent of the time, he has the puck. Like, part, okay, and also just part part of how hockey and and like or skills competition style hockey as as in what you know the three on three overtime is is it's about like uh you get to have a lot more one on one play between yeah. skaters and goalies than usual, and like you you usually don't let a guy anybody at all, let alone a guy like Line A, get to cut in. Mm. down the slot and that like uh horizontal like cut where like mm. it's daring the goalie to, to, to move laterally to, to, yeah. to move laterally but if they don't then the short side if they it's a good enough shooter that the short side is also like you really gonna like leave the short threat. side on me yeah <laughs> and like line yeah. a line a played that fucking it was an insane shot of course so like i said 50 percent of the time he has the puck it's an insane shot it's going in. and that 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 Three on two type play when uh, when Cylinder broke a stick, it, it felt very much like okay, they either score here and win or they're going to lose. Like you don't come back from not scoring. And it, it's very much got that that feeling, you know. So, so. Some, something that I'm noticing it, it, it kind of ties from Sorokin but pivots out. Like Sorokin playing the way he's playing now is mm-hmm. great. The team overall still needs to find their game, though. Yes. Yeah, I haven't but seen I, enough great stretches of play to make me think they're back. I know we made a whole we made a whole thing that the boys are back in town. It's still a good segment, but I, I no, ultimately I definitely still have my concerns because I have not seen enough of a a strong stretch of five on five hockey to make me feel like okay, the Islanders are back, and mostly I mean, it's because they're getting twisted up on defense pretty bad. I mean, yeah, and and it's, and the thing is, it's also not just the defense, although I think just the defense is the most important it's the most integral part to the islanders system um holding itself is is yes. is is that pretty much it's the goal the goalies have to be able to be on their a game all the time but also the the defense has to uh, to me the islanders defense leads their entire game because their breakout and their offense is dependent on how tight their defense is playing cuz yeah, the, the tighter their defense is, the better their counterattack is, and also like the Islanders just, it, it, in a way, other teams cheating makes them create makes other teams create better passing lanes for I think the Islanders' defense because 
you don't have a lot of natural breakout pass guys, um, especially especially when you have Pelic and Pulak together, because I think both those guys can make a lead pass. Yeah. But then after him, you don't have anything <laughs> are, but are you Dobson. Suggesting, it seems like you're suggesting that maybe the, the 400-year-old defenseman is um, perhaps cooked. Is he that might, what you're implying? I, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying he might be cooked. Um, mm. and Interesting. I, I just, yeah, I just kind of feel like, um, it, you know, what? It, I just, I just wish, I just wish anyone could have seen it coming. That's that's my problem <laughs> with the situation. Well, with with Sorokin, you know, the the, the point I want to make about Sorokin, and when you know, then brings us to the defense, is that I feel like with with Sorokin. Um, especially Varlamov is now is now reactivated. He'll probably play one of these next couple games. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I, I bet Sorokin will probably play on Saturday. Just the shutout streak and so. just Varlamov basically trots right to hot hand. He's he's always been a guy who you win you're in um, type of guy. And I don't think he has any real reason to rush Varlamov back, especially with how much time there is in between games. We got Nashville Saturday. And then it looks like they don't have another game until Montreal on Thursday. My, yeah. I agree with you. I think Strogan gets Nashville, and then Varlamov gets his shot back in Montreal. And because if you're going to bring Varlamov in at all, you probably want him to then be able to get in somewhat regularly or whatnot. You don't want him mm-hmm. to, I think, maybe start and then um, wait. You want him to find a re- once he's he's back in. You want him to be back in. You know, mm-hmm. um, but that's I, an interesting point, by the way. How much? All things being equal, both guys healthy. How much of a split do you think there is? Because it seemed like last year was a bit of a split, a little bit of a favorite toward Varlamov for experience reasons and, you know, Trot's doing what he does. And I think, you know, for what it's worth, I think it was a good idea. Um, I'm really curious to see if both guys are healthy, how much he actually splits them. Is I mean, that even is it a Grace situation, a Grace Leonard deal? Is it. He's going to, he's going to, le- he's going to lean. I, be- I bet you he is going to. Oh, he's. I think he's going to give Varlamov a chance to reclaim the net. I don't know though. See, I I don't know because Il, like one. there's a couple things. Sorokin is is is. I I said before the season I was hoping Sorokin would win the net this year and fairly early on. I didn't. That was before I knew that it was just going to be by default. But mm-hmm. just because I I think for. So many reasons, and and I I really do like Varlamov. Um, even though when he when he's off, it looks so awkward. It's deflating. Yeah. Um, I I no one they, you never want to see anyone get hurt, but I am happy that Sorokin got his chance to be thrown in the fire. I think and, I think that's good, and I'd like to see it stay that way. You know, if because I mean, we we also don't know to what extent like. How how is is his just general like health? How did, does he feel that he's going to be able to even do a full split this year with Sorokin? Like he, he the injuries have been piled. Like part of why he was was unwanted uh, by Colorado and just teams in general. The Islanders made the biggest deal. There wasn't a lot of demand for for Varlamov because the the idea was that he was too broken down. Mm-hmm. When he's yeah. in I, I think he's I think he's earned the right to say that um maybe those teams were I won't say wrong, but maybe overstating how much he's injured because for for what it's worth, 
besides this little stretch here, he hasn't been that hurt for the hours. Yeah. He's been pretty consistently in the net, or at least you know, when he when he was called upon to be in the net. And, you know, what, what, what do we have now, game six? I mean, he missed six games of the season if he remains healthy for the rest of the year. I mean, you're, you're talking three good years out of him. Yeah. So. I mean, so, so for me... I guess, I guess the the point I bring up is, and the way it'll transition out of the goaltending specifically, is that it's possible. And I also wonder if Sorokin, having played behind the, this rough Islander team, and maybe Varlamov would be able to handle it too, but um, I don't know. I think it might be this way for a while. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. I feel like I'm not sure how improved it's going to get uh, in terms of like yo i mean let's just call it like it is chara has been so bad that they have had to hide him and 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 completely reorient their defensive pairs uh to hide him basically neutralize pulak uh entirely as a mm-hmm. as a offensive defenseman because he has to just be in for the love of God, chip the puck out of the zone mode with Chara, yeah. mm-hmm. and and now you have Pelic with with Mayfield, which is just a two stay at home defenseman situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean Green Dobson, they they come and go. It seems like yeah, Dobson is still. I I, th- I think unfortunately Dobson having a, a, a what he what was supposed to be a steady start to the season with him and, and, and Char instantly being the uh, exact opposite, I think, fucked with his game. Because overall, ever since he, him and Green got reunited, I have liked him way more. Yeah. But he still is having a, some issues, which honestly might be his game. Like, he might just be a guy that is uh, really great offensively and good defensively, but sometimes will leave you... I mean, I, honestly, Devin Taves, like, style... Maybe a little bit better defensively and not as overtly dynamic offensively, but I think I think perhaps is it possible his back is hurting from carrying a forty-five year old for the first five games of the season? I'm wondering it's, if that is no, possible. I, mean, I think you're right. I, it's you know it, it's hard to remember this with Dobson because he's been such a centerpiece of like the Islanders' conversation since the moment he was drafted, but he's still 21 years old. That that's important to remember. I mean, it seems like he's been around longer than he has because he he didn't. He's so large, on a pretty he's, early. He, and he's also quite he's large. Tall, he seems he's framey. He you know? he, ha- he has some like um, Michael Sarah level like awkwardness when you just see him like in street clothes. <laughs> it just reminds me of like the super like the post super bad paparazzi uh, following Michael Sarah, where yeah. he's just like perpetually startled and just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks at the camera. Yeah, I mean, it's entirely fair to say it could be his game. I think it's just fair to say, you know, especially with, and pretty much every scout in the world will say the same thing, that defensemen notoriously develop a little bit you know, later in, in their careers. It's very possible that we don't see full Dobson potential until he's 26, or this is his ceiling. Who the hell knows? I, I, I have no idea. He's also been playing with... Andy Green, who's been great, I mean, the last couple of years, I mean, as a whole, he's had his moments that are a little bit 38 years old as well. Yeah. But, you know, I'd say in the grand scheme of things, Andy Green's been pretty solid, but I'm not sure that Dobson's really had a defense partner yet that that we could, that could give us the, the uh, 
the idea that okay, this is this is full Dobson potentially now. Yeah. And I'm sure he's learning a lot from these older dudes and everything. I think there's something to be said for that, but you know, I don't know. Well, I'm not sure that uh, that the Chara thing was. I, I understand what it co- where it came from, right? Like, I think they looked at like the whole Charlie McAvoy Chara thing, and it was like, oh, that was cool, you know. But uh, the age compounds pretty quick at this at this stage. Like, there's a bigger difference between 43 and 44, and 44 and 45, and there is between 33 and 34. Yeah. So it, it's hard to really compare, you know. Aaron, I mean, McAvoy adoption. What what it all comes back to, I, I said it before. It, it's that. It is very clear this was not who Lou wanted. This is not, yes. this is literally plan Z. Mm. You, know, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? You know, plan Z isn't working. That's no, um, doing bad. Yeah. What's so, after Z? What do you do yeah, after Z? World War Z. Um, oh, yeah. yeah the, book, no, the book is I, way better, by the way. I'm not sure if you... No, I've never seen the book or the movie. I, oh, I, 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 you don't really see books. You usually read them. Well, you, I guess see, you reading, read reading is seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. Well, not really because you can just braille in other other mediums. But not all um, seeing is reading, but all reading is seeing is is what the the saying is. I believe. Is that how that works? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> sure that's, I'm, I'm not even going to unpack what you said. I'm not even sure if that's real. <laughs> so, it's a bit of, you know, can, sometimes I throw some Josh Bailey style, you know, Pat, where it's like, yeah. was there a lane there? I'm not. I think. I think that was was that good or bad? I'm not sure. Maybe I just wasn't ready for your yeah. your yeah. your 400 IQ pass there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but or nobody was there. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, the, the it's char clear. experiment. Yeah, they didn't want. You know, I, yeah, everybody wants to call it the char experiment and i've called it that too i'm not even sure it's fair to call it experiment because like you said it literally was plan z I, I don't think it was like they had better options and were like i mean you could argue that uh that gustafson was a better option and uh you'd probably be right in that argument but um, i don't know like, like I, I, but who I, knows I, who knows he sucked too like he, he sucked in the last couple of years straight up the, he's been bad Gu- he Gustaf- was good in camp but gustafson is good at, again and and char wasn't bad in camp either it's like mm-hmm. so they were play, they, players that look good in camp don't always look good in the nhl yeah. that yeah. happens and i think it's just weird when you have it with a legend tallest player ever built-in narrative of this guy's come home we all were like I wasn't. I was like, ooh, I don't know if this is going to be good, but like, I was ultimately. It'll be fun. But and I was, I was like, able to convince myself, like, it'll be. He won't be so bad that they won't be able to overcome it. And yeah, and then that's uh, what's happened. That's really weird that that's exactly what happened. No, I, I was in the same boat though. I remember just like posting on Instagram and it happened. Like, I'm not sure this is a good idea, but fuck it, let's get nuts, let's have fun. Maybe this will be okay because I felt that the Islander system was more equipped. I think it was. I think Friedman said it on Thirty Two Thoughts like that the Islanders are the team most equipped to overcome their flaws. I, I still believe that you know <laughs> yeah. that of a team that like is so, so defensively or, or you know structured and whatnot, they can overcome one cog not being so good. But boy, I mean, he's gotten burned so one on one that no system could save him in every that, way. That's the problem. In every way, yeah. he has been. He's lost body. The, it all start like I, I think like I said in the in the previous episode. When when Nita Ryder beat him, and then and then so it was like you lost you lost on the foot battle, you lost in the strength positioning, and situationally, you 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 panicked over being able to have you, you had more panic than poise in cross checking mm-hmm. Nita Ryder into Sorokin. Mm-hmm. It was a last ditch effort. 
It was Which, just, you know, it, you're I mean, right. It's, it, it it's, like a po- it's a post-stitch thing. effort because it's done at that point. It's over. That's the worst thing. You, you're better off literally just tripping him. Like, yeah. just tripping him out his feet. That way he is not, like, even able to get the shot off proper or hack yeah. his fucking hands. Yeah. But, like... No, you just you panicked and you like, oh, I'm big. Let me hit him. Yeah. And and since then, you've also seen him fucking get knocked down because his yes. skating. His I was going to bring that up. Skating is off. He, it, it really like if you're gonna be the dude who's six foot nine and has like the hardest slap shot ever recorded, you better be at least knocking somebody over, standing your ground, or blasting shots at the net. And he's doing none of those things. When I saw his char, I, I wonder if it was the. Arizona game or the Columbus game, one of the games he actually got decked. I just remember, like, I wasn't even mad. I was just sad. I was like, dude, this dude, this guy's cooked. Like, some it's like, a bummer. some 20 something just fucking knocked him on his ass and he's half his size. And just like, oh, God, man. Like, all right, when is enough enough of this? Because this, this is not working. And I just felt, I, I feel bad for him, man. I, I think I love stories like this. I think it's super cool. The guy's like almost 45 or whatever and he's, and he's still playing in the NHL. I don't want it to go down like this for him. Like, I really just don't. I, I don't, but at the same time, he's just going to go. I mean, they, they, have, they have to explore the trade route soon, but I, I mean, I like to think if there was one out there, that would have been made already. But at the same time, the season usually, uh, as it wears on, trades it reveal themselves. It, ta- it yeah. takes time. You occasionally have that, like, around this time of year, early season trade. But rarely. But rarely, you know, the the mm-hmm. Islander one that comes to mind is the is the Vanek, uh, yes. Molson trade, and it takes specific. It it takes like a ver- a lot of specific set of circumstances. Usually, a team being already checked out before the month, the first month of the season <laughs> is over. Rare there are, and there are potentially some cases which we'll get into um, that that match that. And also, the second part is the more concerning. The, the a team has to be willing so desperate to outbid the pre market that the team is just going to say yeah let's let's get that return now yeah yeah and most teams at this time of the year also convince themselves they're going they're not yeah which is why the trade I mean they have they have to be mathematically almost out of it for the for a team to make a trade because the NHL is notorious the trigger shot but anyway that's on Char I I, I think. You know that problem will fix itself over time, whether it's via the AHL, whether it's via Shallow. Shallow is not, in my opinion, I, and you know, I was super excited about how he played in training camp. Everybody was. He's, he's not ready. He's not going to get a a whiff unless you get a um, kind of a a you know Devon Taves introduction thing where like he'll have to be killing at the killing it at the AHL level as a spot opens up that he can yes. instantly take. It's going to yeah. take. That exact circumstance, yeah. because you know, <laughs> Lou prefer Lou and Trotz prefer vets because because what happens if because if you do that and like the team is not stable enough that you can risk you you can risk that and then it because what what happens if you bring Sallow up and they still look bad now he mm-hmm. feels like shit the team is gonna panic the goalies are gonna panic and it's gonna like be a whole yeah. other situation. Whereas yeah. I think the Islanders are more likely to try to make a trade for a Dahan or a um, Lindholm, um, you know, which... I mean, honestly, so it has to be, at this point, any 
barely competent NHL defenseman. And I hate to, just, I'm not even trying to be so down on Char because I'm not even like one of those dudes who will like absolutely rips on anybody older who plays in the NHL. But like, dude, I mean, any remotely competent NHL defenseman right now is an upgrade from what we've seen. It makes you what it makes you makes you think maybe they should have spent a little bit more money and and gotten Ryan Murray. Honestly, maybe. I mean, I know, I know that was, yeah, we, we talked about that one when the tree came down and it, it had that feeling of like, really? Like that you couldn't beat that. But there's also always, there's also factors that play there that we never know. I mean, maybe Ryan Murray just wanted to play for the Colorado Avalanche because they're fucking good. And so, yeah, Islanders, yeah but, maybe the Islanders beat, beat that, but he was like, yeah, oh, this would be a more fun. Made up. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it just, it, in my mind, they, the thing is, they need specifically. A left side defenseman that can move the puck because what what the first couple of weeks showed was that like okay Chara's done so this idea of Chara Dobson is is done. It's done and and at the same time Green and Mayfield were rough because they both do the same thing yeah so mm-hmm. neither one could make a fucking pass but ne- like neither one could They're... make could make a pass and the other defenseman. Whichever defenseman had to make the pass, fucking just could not do it. No, yeah. they just couldn't. And, and like you said, to me, the, the biggest crime about all this defenseman stuff is it it breaks up your all star pair that the whole hockey media talks about as being one of those just like how do you get behind Pollock and Pollock and, and Pollock? You can't. And now you're forced to break them up. You're literally forced to. You go, the only way we keep the fuck out of our net when Char is on the ice is by breaking up our best pair. And like you said earlier, rendering, you know, Pulak completely useless. So and that you, sucks. And and they're going to have to, um, and they're going to have to, I, like I said, deal with it. Because usually the earliest you typically see trades are around that post-Thanksgiving, pre-Christmas mm-hmm. time, you might yeah. see some trades. But we're still, we're still six weeks from that. That mm-hmm. is, they got to weather that storm, baby. They got to weather that storm, that and deadline. that's that's why you know Ilya's going to have to to Ilya is going to have to keep it going. Varley's going to have to come back strong, and the scoring needs to. Uh, you, they, they you, you, it's been scoring by committee. Like the other part of all of this is that it. I feel like no player. We we bag on the defense because that is the biggest issue right now, mm-hmm. but it feels like no one forward. Has had like a consecutive like three games where I was like, yeah, they're they're mm-hmm. locked in, you know. Yeah, I mean, on some level, that's always been how it's been. But I know what you mean. I, I will say, despite not, not that it's a bad stat line, but despite only having three points in six games, I think Matt Barzell looks awesome. I mean, he's had a couple of his Matthew moments where you're like Matthew, but that comes to the territory of that kind of player, I think. But I feel like. He's shooting. He's, he's shooting. Doing, he's, he's shooting super well. It's kind of alarming yeah, that that he doesn't have more assists. Um, yes, but, he's shooting about fourteen percent right now. By the way, I have it up. Which obviously, only six games in, it's going to change. But, snipes. Um, snipes. Yeah, he's shooting and they're going in. He's got he's got three goals and guess what? Every one of them. Every every sorry, he's got three points and all of them are goals. Well, you Matt know, Barzell, Matt Barzell doesn't have a single assist yet. That isn't that fucking nuts. It's bizarre. You think well, he would? Yeah, you you think he would, especially because for those first couple of games, that first line, the the original first line of Lee Barzell, Palmieri looked really good, and and a lot of them did get on the board, but you didn't you didn't have yeah. 
as somehow Barzell didn't get an assist on any of the goals or or scoring chances. Yeah, yeah. Generated... but he's still directly involved. You know, it's just the way that the puck goes. But I, I think that'll change. I think his assistant will, will climb pretty pretty quick. But I think it was good. I mean, he's still doing what he's supposed to do. He gets the puck, and I'm out of my seat. He, he, there's there hasn't been a game yet, really. I mean, the first two games I almost washed out for everybody, but there really hasn't been a, a recent game yet where I'm like, oh man, he's having a Matthew game where he's just like floating around and just getting knocked up the puck and all kinds indirect, of stuff. Indirect, just, just, just perennially indirect. Like whenever, whenever he's frustrated, the the frustrating thing and, and with, like which would cropped up in that uh, Columbus overtime, but be- he scored the tying goal that got them into it. So I'm not going to bag on him, but mm-hmm. it was just like. Damn man, you have a three on two basically. Just go to the fucking net. Like yeah. the yeah. um but but you know if, if he if he is me I wonder if it's deliberate of like no because they've said before he needs to establish his shot cuz that's the mm-hmm. only way you then make it easier to like create to, easier to get assist. Easier <laughs> passing lanes cuz as great as, as great as a fucking magician as he is with playmaking. Um, you know he's going to make one. You're going to give him space. <laughs> If you know he's going to make one, you give him space, which I think is also part of the issues that the the power play has perennially had. Which I don't know if I want to jump ahead because the you know the, the line blender situation has been interesting. I, I still yeah. I still feel like we might be a blend away from from what might be the best lines that they could. I mean, they're, they're close. I thought the the, the line shakeup was interesting because. It seemed like the no-brainer was to, to switch uh, Wallstrom and Palmieri, which is kind of what everyone said before the season started. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of went with that, uh, that, that, what was it, uh, Lee, Barzell, Bailey, and then Kyle Palmieri's second line. I don't think anyone had that in their bingo card. I think everybody had Palmieri on one or three. Yeah, especially um, because, because because he he did, they, they did try him briefly with Brock when he mm-hmm. came over, like, and it just didn't, it didn't take, I guess, the way they thought it would, but... Mm-hmm. They're willing to try it again, and they looked good. They looked good in the two games they were together, right? Yeah, pretty decent. I mean, what I what I really liked, and a couple of people pointed out too, was um, I'm not really exactly sure why I, I was at one point only like half watching the game, but um, Trotz gave Barzell a couple of shifts with Parise and Wallstrom instead of his, his normal line of Lee and Bailey. I think it was in the Vegas or in the Arizona game. I mean, and they looked fucking good in these two shifts together. It was this like energizer bony line because Parise, you know, despite the points aren't there yet and, and, and which is fine because he's making $750,000 a year. So I mean, what can you really expect from the guy? But he, he had a couple, you know, first couple games, I really didn't notice him. You know, it took, he wasn't even on the ice, but the last two games, he had a lot of jump. And when he was out there with Barzell and, and Wallstrom, they, I mean, they created a couple of chances in a couple of very short shifts and maybe go, let's see that again. I'm kind of interested in that. And I have to say, just as an aside, Wallstrom looks like he took another step. Just he looks great. I, I love the way he looks in the last couple of games. He's making very smart decisions. He looks a lot more confident with the puck. He's not being hasty, which I think is probably the thing that um, you could you could knock him on most in, the, in his first year or two. Is just like you know maybe getting the puck, taking a little too much time with it at first, but then it turned into getting the puck and rocketing off the stick every second that he had it, just to you know not have to make a decision. But he looks he looks like he's letting the game come to him. In the last couple he's, games, and I like he's it. really found his game. Wallstrom, yeah, Wallstrom is one of the few forwards that every game so far I've been like, yep, he's he's keyed in and and he he's trending. Um, yeah. Not even trending. He, he's just he he he's showing you if if this is where he's he's at starting the season, that's a good sign. That bodes well for the season, I think. 
Three um, goals, and he's playing on the third line most of the time. I mean, it's. I mean, granted, obviously, the Islanders' ice time is probably more split than most third lines would get. Yeah. But still, I mean, scoring three times in a third line six games in, he's. It's a it's a silly thing to say a forty one goal pace, but you know obviously he's, you know, he's I'm kind of surprised they they didn't they just didn't do do a full third third uh, you know top three right wing rotation where like Bailey went to the third line, mm-hmm. Wallstrom went to the first line, and Palmieri went to the second line. Yeah, I think I think part of it is uh, Trotz is still a little weary about putting Wallstrom and Barzell together, probably just for the other side of the puck, especially when things gonna, are so bad. It would be so zone. fun, man. It, it would be, be so cool. <laughs> It would be so, so cool. fun. It almost makes me like, like the left winger. Do, if he if he puts, uh, you know, Parise there, but the expect expectation. See, like you can't simultaneously be the best defensive forward for a uh, a line and the first four checker. You can't. No, yeah. You can't like it. It just it structurally won't yeah, work. So it's like. That you know, who, who we're not bringing Leo back. Let's just say that right now, Leo, you get to you get to hang out with Sorry, Andrew buddy. Gross, hang out with Andrew Gross, <laughs> enjoy the eat popcorn, some eat some Put deep the pizza, pizza in the popcorn. Yeah, yeah. like oh, one yeah. one on either you hand. You just or know, just... you just know Leo and and uh, and Andrew Gross would just, just just hit it off. Hit it off. Those those are two sloppy steaks, man. Like men. Yeah, those those dudes really they they slick back hair and everything. Uh, they slop them up. Yeah. They slop them up real. That, yeah, they slick that back real nice. It's a dangerous night anytime those guys but, are in the press box together. You know, so so then like, it, it it's one of those things. The Islanders like, for to make the <clears throat> Islanders roster work, it feels like you have to have a lot of different considerations going because like, yeah, they're they're a weirdly like solid and deep team that you can easily make look shitty. <laughs> you mean the Islanders are an inch away from being fucking terrible? That's what the, that that is what it's amazing about this team is that I, I they're honest, so sick that that I honestly believe this team can win the cup, but like I am horrified if they won't if, make the playoffs. That, that that if I feel like like if I look at what the lineup the the the, the lineup the lines they're running in warmups, if one player I feel a little bit off about where he slotted. I just go, oof. I don't know about this one. This might be a rough night. Maybe it's back to the dark days. Yeah. Maybe it's back to the Sean. No, not the Sean Bates era. That was okay. Uh, I meant to say the um, the Milan Yurchina uh, era. Yeah, the the Brian Ralston era, perhaps. Oh, man, <laughs> slap shot from the red line era. Well, and 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 before before we just get off the, the forwards, generally, I, I think I, I want to specifically say the Islanders' point leader at time of recording. Is friend friend of me personally, Josh Bailey. Good, good bud. Yeah. Uh, was he tenth all time now? Uh, tenth all time in points. He passed Bobby Nystrom. Unfucking believable, dude. I can't. <laughs> How cool was that, dude? If he plays, <laughs> he rocks if, so if, much. if he plays, if if they don't trade him, and he doesn't have an injury, he's breaking the all time games played record, which yeah. is just which, which because uh, you know, and and just we're doing a a a, a kind of a Rico a Rico case. Uh, you know, Rico charge situation. Everybody that uh, has been a Bailey hater uh, over the first, well, not over the first week, because it was the people that are always the haters. Yeah, they're forever. They're the forever haters because they, when you when you uh, tell them that uh, he's had the most playoff points in the Trots era, 
that is viewed as uh, well. No, he gets the easy points. He gets right. The, yeah, well, everyone knows it. I saw. I, I saw. I saw a, a hater refer to him as the compiler. So. Oh. Yeah. He's compiling points, which po- points actually ha- they happen when they uh, the team scores a goal. Right. And, if, and if you're curious what that is, you could argue that uh, points are good, and therefore uh, compiling them is also good. But yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it, I guess it could be interpreted in different ways. Differently, if uh, but but Josh if Bailey, with, if you're that guy with the Islanders puck as your avatar on Twitter, I I was <laughs> he and look he I he looked like he looked like he was the, he was their worst forward for the the first couple games of the season yeah. by far. His Call touch, space, hey, he sucked. His touch, his touch sucked. I mean, you know, part of the the, the power play sucking is that any the, the power play unit he's on is supposed to more or less run. He's supposed to be one of the main cogs of it, and when when yeah. those passes were like not the, those saucer passes were just getting knocked down very easily yeah. by by the penalty kill uh, opposition, it was like oh you you don't have it right now like this this comes from a man who loves Josh Bailey with his whole heart. I don't like a power play running through Josh Bailey. I think a power play because he's not. I think I think a yeah. second unit. It is. It is. But. He doesn't have an assertive style of playing hockey, and he doesn't impose his will on the game. And I think when your power play is running through you, you must impose your will on the game. Yeah, <laughs> as much as that sounds like a nothing phrase, I think you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I I know, and and you know, I think I love him. I love him to death. Look, I I, I love Bailey, and I guess my my point. Let's see, he he's really looked good since since being put with with Barzell and Lee, which is yes. fun because it's a progression of the redacted era top mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. Bailey and Lee have a very interesting style of chemistry. Yes, that's uh, true. I, I will say, I think it's a, uh, I think, I think it points. And I was going to pretty much allude to what you said. He plays really well with good players, which is, it seems like an easy thing to do, but you know, they talk about all the time with Crosby and Pittsburgh, how he, he drags these nobodies, but not everybody can play with city Crosby. I think Josh Bailey plays the best when he plays with players who have big brains. And he played with Tavares, and he was great. And that's when everyone remembered that suddenly Josh Bailey's actually a good hockey player. I also think playing with Tavares was part of like them getting to sit next to each other on a bench. Like mm. he got to prob like Tavares got to be like, okay, I actually think I knew what you were trying there. You you have yeah. to do that. You have to actually do. I'll this. do this next time. I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, the power play. The, the, I think the bigger issue is that they haven't figured out what their power play is. He needs to get more, but like. You know, Anders Lee looks doesn't look bad, but he look he's getting paid what he's getting paid. He's got to score. Like yeah, like part, part part of the key is part of why oh shit if the if the Islanders had Anders Lee for the 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 playoffs last year, do they beat the do they beat the Lightning? Part of that is premised on the idea of who, who Anders Lee um, can be and the way he was specifically playing last year, the pace he was scoring at last year mm-hmm. is. You you need you need thirty to thirty five goal Anders Lee for this yeah, at least twenty five goal Anders Lee. I I I don't think I I just think to be real like I think we need the Islanders need especially with with like the defense not find it's probably not going to find itself until mid season if it does and you think mm-hmm. it will but I, I say that because I think that they will make a trade it's going to be a while like you you're going to need to outscore some of your some of your defensive errors. And the Islanders yeah. aren't used to that, but I, I think they actually are built more to be able to do that. Now, part of that is don't fucking blow the power. Like, 
The Carolina game, if the power play was working, would have been a different game. Oh, yeah, of course. Most every games ga- are. Every game that they look bad in would have looked insane if they had a mildly competent power play. As it is now, they have a power play that, that struggles to get a zone entry, a setup, a shot, and then another setup. Yeah, it is very one and done at the moment, yeah. And sometimes those things work themselves out over the course of the season, but it's, uh, I just, it's definitely... I, I, they, had I, all, I, they had all summer to figure out what is it they do. <laughs> it's a very... Yeah, it's a very chunky... Well... <laughs> it's a very chunky power play, and the thing is, it's like okay, at this point, okay, you've, uh, and let me say, I, I just say, I, I'm not going to be one of these people that because Tarasenko is starting to look good in St. Louis, like the Islanders weren't the only team that passed on him no. at all. The whole and, league passed on. Seattle passed on for free. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stay up at night thinking about you know what the Islanders could have gotten because I also think like. Because I've also, when it comes to Bailey, people are like, oh, you're telling me, you know, we could, Bailey for him wouldn't, wouldn't have been a good deal. It's like that, you're not looking at it how that, how those negotiations existed in, no. in any sort of fucking reality, like at all. No. no. When Jersey gave up on him for Thomas Tatar, I was like, okay. Something uh, wrong here. Yeah, and, and listen, I don't, I don't wish this on the guy because I think it's fair. We talked about it in, in the militia chat. I'm, I'm rooting for Tarasenko. I think it's awesome that he, that he's back and he's playing well. He's one and, hit uh, away. That's what I was gonna say. It, it, we things are all peachy right now, but I mean, Tarasenko's one weird, uh, one weird shoulder check in, and, and, and he's done. One and, weird, and, and, you know, one, hopefully one not. Tweak, but. One tweak in workout in, in in working out between games. Right. Yeah, it, it's very hard to to. To wade the flags for him yet that it, that he's he's got this clean bill of health. Happy for him. I, 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 I really I really like the player, but like to me the Islanders, it's person like I, they've changed the. I think it comes down to like it's literally I think the units. I don't like their 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 power play units. Yeah, at all. Not a huge fan myself. <laughs> I, I want Wallstrom on that left wall. Load up, load up the first. Yeah, I you need you need to have a Barzell. Have all the scores, dude. Have one. The unit. fact that Barzell is not I, listen. I, I, you can make the argument for for not putting Wallstrom on the first line for defensive reasons. You can't make that argument in the power play. What, what is the excuse for not having Matt Barzell feeding Oliver Wallstrom on his power play? To, to me, or at least trying me, it. At least trying me, it. What, what is the argument for not trying it? I, I think it really needs to be like that. I think that first unit. I, 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 I have like four pieces that are locks, and it's like you need Barzell, obviously, but you also need Wallstrom. Mm-hmm. You need, and Lee, I think you you need, you need Lee. Lee in front of the net. You need Lee in front of the net. I th- I think Dobson should be your 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 power play quarterback. Um, if you want experience, then make a pull. Go ahead. I don't care. I'm not gonna complain. If you, I just I, I worry that there's there's not enough playmaking. If if fair enough, but again, so, if if Trotz's as big thing is experience, I'll 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 make that sacrifice for pull. God, he's not he's not he has not a tiny IQ. I mean, he's not exactly a playmaker, but I think he can. He can hold his own if everybody else in the unit. And the shot, and the shots, the shot, the sla- that that snap yeah. shot is. You open but, up two. You have you give Barzell two shot options then. Well, to that end, part of my thought process of of my, I I think so. Like Barzell, Wallstrom, and Lee are the are the fixtures. Dobson is usually the fixture. Maybe Pollock. I agree. I go like seventy five twenty five on that one. Sure. To for Dobson to Pollock. Um, you know, you know what you get if you if you do that you get. You get diet, caffeine-free John Carlson and Ovechkin out of Wall Street and Pollock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm fine. I, I think that's actually 
Coke new flavor, new new recipe Coke Zero. Yeah, so. perhaps. I mean, right, right. It's got more potential than the whole diet caffeine free situation. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a very Coke Zero power play. And, at and that I, point, and I think, and I think, and I think uh, the bumper is either is either um, Palmieri or Nelson. Because Nelson, it gives you another 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 face-off guy and another left-hand guy. Mm-hmm. When you if you if you want certain set plays to have different rotations, yeah. especially because Lee is going to be a fixture right in front and He's, around yeah. the net. Like, um, yeah, I, give, give I, me Nelson. I don't. That's fine. Me Nelson. I don't, and, I don't like Bovillier being on the first power play. You're going to right now is a head scratcher to me. Well, I have, a, I have a hot take. I I don't think I don't know that that Bovillier should be on the power play. Yeah, I'm. I, I honestly give me Peugeot instead of Bovillier. Because second because the, the, the second pair the second pair is is you know the the, uh, the other defenseman whichever one you didn't use on the first pair you use on the on the on the on the second yeah. uh, uh, unit and then to Bovillier, me, like, I like I like I like the player I think he's most effective five on five he's he's annoying he's a corner guy he's and, you know, and skilled PK, enough I, to weave with the traffic he doesn't have a big brain though he does not have a big brain I, I love the guy he's brain and, and he also he does he doesn't have a he doesn't have a soft touch. He he is powered no. he is powered by outright just uh just libido, you know. Yes, the man is constantly, you know. And and you get that excitement in like in, in good cycles and 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 odd man rushes and and shorthanded goal like shorthanded breakaways. Yes. You don't you don't get that. It's not a same. It's it's uh, it's more of a tantric situation yes you know how like when when bailey or barzell or even the other you know the great playmakers of the league when they have the puck in the in, on a power play and they're really slowing the game down it looks like their brain is just like going right it's like firing off in every direction i if, if bovillia was doing that i feel like it would just be like like a like a hamster wheel situation you know like it's just very head empty no thoughts they, they, they've, vibe. They, they've tried him they've tried him at the bumper spot they've tried him as the as a trigger on the far side Neither just neither really works that well, you know. Like he does yeah. have, and like he does have, he has weird hands, you know. Like it kind of reminds me of Grabner. <laughs> yeah. It kind of yeah. reminds me of Grabner in a way where, but it's like, like better, but definitely better, but definitely but, better, be, better, ho- better hockey sense. But yeah. like it's it's one of those things where it's like because like that the fucking the game six goal is an unbelievable snipe. Yes. It's, an, it's, it's an unbelievable snipe because also like where he shot it from was like basically. The puck was really close to his like foot and like yeah, which is really hard to get off like that. It was just it, it was an impressive, but it's all it's also like he didn't he couldn't think about it. He knew the second it was on his stick, he had to just get rid of it. And like that's not really how power plays. You while one timers are a thing, I just I don't think he he has the exact type of skill set. Whereas like to me, a second power play unit that has like. Whichever of Paul, Mary, and Nelson that you didn't use in the bumper, the previous one, you use in the bumper here. You have Parise as the as the net front guy. You have Bailey as like the playmaker. Um, and then like yeah. I guess you know, Nel- so Nelson that would be like Nelson Bailey, uh, Parise, Pulak, and like. I don't know. I I feel like there's a better forward than that. Than than. Uh, I mean, Pajot's kicking around. I think he's a decent bumper. Uh, they they tried him in the bumper last year a little bit. I, I honestly kind of liked it. So, 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 so situation. So so then, what would you do? Do you, do you trust Paul Mary enough to be the the Wallstrom spot guy there? No, 
<laughs> See that, that that's what I, it's, it's about because with the Islanders it's like it's just about like Mac it's about literally employing and I think the power play is like that like they need to find their Pelic Pulak like what is your perfect. Uh, not, not for nothing. I don't know that the Islanders have two perfect power play units, and that's my case for loading up the fucking first one. Because mm-hmm. like you make the second one competent at best, and then you load the fucking first one. Alex Ovechkin is taking two minute power play shifts. Like still, do, do you do you know anything about Washington's second power play unit in the last yeah. seven years? I don't. I don't know fucking shit well, about who's on it. Th- Who cares? That, yeah, I, I mean that's why I think that if you. That's why I would rather Paul Mary being on that first unit because as much as like Nelson gives you a another center and is is another lefty, it's like just the everyone's outright... complaining about the lefty situation. That's the problem. And you're you're dealing with like almost exclusively right-handed power play then. But I know what you mean. It's uh, but but I I also trust the brains and feet of Barzell and and Dobson to create enough you know passing lanes to to negate whatever um righty to righty passing scenarios mm-hmm. you're worried about because i think they're good enough passers to put put pucks where they need to be to be shot mm-hmm. i think we're right i think we're uh, entirely right but so that's but, that's the power play that's and i guess i guess you know to, to to wrap the the islanders uh ross johnston so cool Four years, one point one per hundred thousand dollar a year raise. Eight years straight, Ross the boss. He's eight. probably played eight. He'll be the first Islander to play eight years in a row and play like sixty games. Ross Johnson will have played <laughs> if he plays out this entire contract with the Islanders. Will have had more seasons as a New York Islander than John Tavares. Which I well, hope happens. Honestly, that's the only good. That thing kind of rocks. Right? <laughs> Which that kind yeah. of that's. <laughs> Especially, if, yeah, as long as he can get in a game each each season, like, uh, yeah. it, it becomes he will, a game. he will. He will. That Lou, yeah, gives him, Lou gave him the, the contract that gives a term that no one would want to, to put um, for a bari- – but it's for a variable amount, so it doesn't hurt them. But it's enough where, like, you have to – a GM has to explain to an owner that barely pays attention why you're paying – over a million dollars to a guy who will not play for your team. I've seen a lot of weird, not weird, but a lot of uh, theories on this one that it's some kind of thing that's over my head with some kind of roster spot situation. I don't understand it. Maybe I'll be wrong. Um, and then, you know, the other the other theory is that it's, it's to eventually replace, you know, Matt Martin or something. And I go, are, are we, who locks up their 13th forward for – fucking four years Lou Lamorello <laughs> the, just the utter the the the, the, the devoted weird you know I, I think he's just you, you try to read certain value systems into Lou or whatever I, I think he's just like literally an old man that le- that like he's just he has such old guy I like to do this why do you like doing this I don't I'm just doing don't ask me I'm just doing it this way you, you know how I feel about this contract I don't care I don't care I saw people making fun of it. I saw fans of other teams going in. I'm like, it is $1.1 million. Who gives a shit? I don't care. Fucking, it, there's probably some weird-ass reason that Lou Amarillo did it. I will probably never know. This one firmly falls into, there's obviously a reason, but nobody in the outside will ever know territory. So there's almost no point in speculating. Okay, it's probably in case like, okay, the Islanders win the cup this year or next year, and Matt Martin and or Cal Clutterbuck are like, I literally can't. Yeah, I can't yeah. do this anymore. <laughs> like, like goes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, 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 I um, I'm hurting. It, you know the whole. Yeah, every- my four of my vertebrae are gone, or something, and then yeah, or, or one of them like uh, you know maybe probably not Clutterbuck, but like maybe like Matt Martin then goes on to get some fucked up raise or something, and they look at like now nah, you can walk. What we have, we have Ross Johnson now, you know, yeah. because they won the cup, and now for some reason Matt Martin's making three million dollars a year for like Montreal or something insane. So uh, yeah, I. I have almost no thoughts on the Ross Johnson contract because I fucking don't care, and it's, it's fine. Just, so it, that's yeah, why I leave that. Shout out, shout out to Ross though, man. What a life he rocks. Who cares? He he gets yeah. he, he gets to be him. Leo, wow, what a great trio. Him, Ross, Leo, and Andrew Gross just just hanging, just out, watching, covered in grease for the next yeah, like seventy years for the next twenty years. Candy. Yeah, yeah, extra cheese on everything. They definitely, um, they're definitely a bunch of toilet cloggers. The three of them. Yeah, yeah. Just, definitely uh, don't want to share a hotel room with Ross Johnson at all. Yeah, um, it's a very so I think that's fine. It's very hangover style trio. I think he farts a lot. Okay, um, that's really all I got on Ross Johnson. So, uh, so you know the, the 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 next couple games, Nashville. We're 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 at the hour mark. We we, we will. There are a couple around the league things that we have to get into. Um, yes, we'll do it quick. We'll we'll wrap up the Islanders really, really quick. Nashville, Montreal, and then it depends. We we might also because the the schedule is so spaced out, where it's like we might not talk for almost a week, another week and a half or so. Um, yeah, which which might also be Winnipeg and Minnesota. Right. Um, As it stands, Nashville's been under five hundred. Uh, Montreal fucking sucks shit from a toilet, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, Winnipeg has been fine, and Minnesota has been great. So you're looking at, as far as I turn out of these four games, three extremely winnable games. I mean, to me, every win- every game is winnable. When you know you've gone to the conference finals two years in a row, you should look at every game as a winnable game. But at least three of these games are games that you uh, should win. I mean, maybe not Winnipeg. They, they're a good team who's been playing okay. So maybe you have a chance to pounce on them. Gotta get, gotta get to me. To me, you gotta get at least six. You gotta get at least six out of eight points out of this week. I agree. Yeah, I, I think you take you take three out of four. You're in good shape. So and, that's and the here, omen. I will. I will say they will do exactly that, and they're going to lose the game against Montreal because that's what would happen, and it's funny. To your to your point about about you know Minnesota Minnesota being great, you, you're going to want to see the Islanders. I think win that game again. Like mm-hmm. the, the way they beat, they, they got the two points out of Vegas. They yeah. need to, well, and th- if anything, it's more than that. It's about, because like, okay, the two losses they have this year in regulation are Carolina and, and Florida, two teams that, that came out fucking smoking. But mm-hmm. you want to win the fucking cup. You yeah, have to you got, beat. You got to beat the teams. You have, you have to beat great teams. And, and mm-hmm. I, I want to start seeing that because, you know, I, uh, there's been a lot of that, like, you know, oh, the Islanders have started slow under trots every season, so don't worry too much. Don't assume, like, I, I, I don't want to lull, we, we shouldn't lull ourselves into a false sense of confidence yeah. that, like, it just because it's it's worked out before, it'll work out that way again. I, I want to see this team look great against top competition. And, mm-hmm. you know, this, which is why, like, I say at least six out of eight, because I really want to see them come out with eight on it. Like, like I... Get get to the streak, like like have a fucking strong, reclaim the fucking the conversation of the hockey world by being like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, we're gonna be this again. Um, yes, and uh, you know the hockey world 
<laughs> around the league, we, we have to talk about, you know, we almost, yeah. it, it felt weird not talking about it at the top, but it, I think, I don't know, I just uh, had to keep sitting with it. Here. Yeah, the, the, the Blackhawks investigation of sexual assault and, and, and cover up and, and uh, complicity with the continued uh, employment of Brad Aldrich in hockey circles, which then led to future, uh, which then led to um, a jail sentence. <laughs> well, jail sentence regarding sexual uh, uh, violence thereafter. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and we talked about whether we should say the, the player has since come out. Um, Kyle Beach um, came out as the John Doe number one, the the Blackhawk player that that. Um, was the survivor of this this uh, this violence and um it's just been um you know it it's it's such an ugly story the fact that Joe fucking Quenville got to coach he has a meeting as of the time this comes out i think mike's going to maybe record this either late tonight or tomorrow thursday um this so this might not come out till friday but um Quenville is, is meeting on Thursday with Bettman, but was allowed to coach mm. tonight's game for the Panthers. Um, I saw on Twitter that there was, that and the Panthers won, so they, they're continuing their undefeated streak, which is is oh, going to just, just add to both the perception and, frankly, the reality that what I'm anticipating Florida's ownership and management to do, if it's left in their hands. Which is fuck all. Yeah, and my understanding, well, one, it's Florida, and two, I just I remember seeing people like make the connection, which, surprise, surprise, ownership is very uh, like Trump-leaning, right-wing, donor. Um, That's very weird when you saw that coming. Weird how that, that played out, and it's, you know, the Florida Panthers. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's just... Um, so, somebody else have pointed out, I think it was Ken Campbell, that... Uh, when a player is uh, when, a, when a player has done something that requires potential supplementary discipline, they have a hearing scheduled. They're suspended until the hearing. And the fact that that doesn't apply to Joel Quenville, who has a hearing with Bettman tomorrow, um, and is allowed to coach tonight, it, you know, we we talk all the time about all the things that are wrong with hockey culture, and uh, this just is a blown open. Um, magnified version of absolutely everything that everyone talks about all the time. It's it's just it is example number one. It is as bad as it gets. There's the 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 um, fact that that Beach was taunted with homophobic slurs from at least one former teammate. Although I I, I remember one of the allegations was in practice things were said, but I yeah. I, I look I I don't want to talk at it. So so. I'm not sure if that. I I know definitively that they said that a, a when he was after he left the Blackhawks organization when he was playing a Blackhawk that was around for that and was taunted about it. Like it's it's fucking heinous. Like I, I like and 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 it's one of those things where it is. Like, man, it's it's kind of wild. I I know this isn't what matters, but it's just the fact 
all of this now this happening like or, or, or this investigation and all its fallout that will continue to happen um happening in the first month that the nhl is like in the spotlight again with like these new tv mm. deals and all this stuff and it's like hockey especially because forever hockey has existed in the you know digital age as the please like my sport the sanctimonious the warrior culture the hockey character all of this bullshit about like uh essentially high, like the higher ground and the heroism of hockey and this type of shit just goes to show it's just a bunch of bullshit it's just a, it's it's just a game that that has monetary value uh and and pride and and that's placed above any level of humanity like any level of humanity um is is there anything more championed in hockey than than leadership and then this Jonathan you, you Cage, the yeah fact, the fact that Quinville you know in in the in the brief press you know availability that he gave himself this morning um stood by his claim that he was not aware when yeah. The report shows that even in the investigation, he admitted to being in meetings. So yeah, yeah. He, he, between between Quenville, Taves, oh. Kane, Seabrook, Keith. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I have the, the the Vegas Dallas. That was that was a wrong that was a wrong time to get get distracted by something. But like <laughs> something crazy just happened at the very end of the Vegas Dallas game. My apologies. Sorry. No, it's okay. No, just saying between Quinville, uh, Taves, Kane, Keith, Seabrook, I mean, Hosa, the, 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 you know, the, these guys win all these championships and they're just lauded as, you know, the leaders. These guys are the leaders, the leaders of the locker room. The, okay. And then you're one of your guys. Everything is team this, team that, you know, name on the front or logo on the front is more important than name on the back. And then one of your teammates is going through this and suddenly it ruins crickets. And not only crickets, they, they all deny they ever knew that was happening. And then you have, um, Kyle Beach come out and say no. Every, everyone fucking knew. And then what's was really crazy is I, I didn't get to see the whole thing, but right before we started recording, I watched about half of uh, Beach's interview on TSN, and he talks about how Brent Sobel and Boynton and both come out separately in the last handful of months over the summer to be like, yeah, we were on that team, we knew, and a lot of people knew. And what I found very interesting is that Beach explained on TSN that he has no relationship with these guys. He's like, I don't know Brent Sobel. I don't know yeah. Boynton. I don't have their phone numbers. I don't have a text with them. They didn't tell me they were going to do this. I don't have any personal relationship with them. I literally don't even know those guys. I have never, I, was, I have not seen them since a training camp. I would be with them in the, with the Blackhawks. So this was unprompted. It was not for any particular, you know, gain or whatever, because you have to look at these things so cynically, apparently, that someone's just going to come out and you have to be like, oh, well, he probably knows Kyle Beach, but no, there's none of that. He's just, these guys just came out and said, no, fucking everyone knew this is all bullshit. And if Taves and Kane and all these other guys say they didn't know, they're all fucking bullshit. And then they still double down and go, no, nah, I didn't know. <laughs> to, to, to your point also about like the, I don't know, I, something, it's it's super fresh. Yeah, the, the the cynical view that people have of like something to get. Oh, just trying to get it. Like it's it's been so gross seeing seeing the because it, it parallels also same year Blackhawks team, but the, the some of the responses to Akeem Alou, which was that like mm-hmm. oh you're just blaming somebody else for you fa- your like, shortcomings your shortcomings hobby, yeah. and it's like it's wild the 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 way those people are never able to connect, huh? 
these players that had strong pedigree and like toolkits and like were, were had great potential end up playing in like third, fourth tier leagues. Yeah. And like, oh, and they had these things happen to them at particularly vulnerable um, periods in their in their career. And it's like you in their you life, in the their kids. life, and their life. And yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I guess I guess the reason I'm I'm framing it this way is the cynical view is like you're just doing this because right. you're yeah mad and it's like guess what one on some level yeah they probably wanted to play in the fucking NHL that's that's what they were good at and they were <laughs> there but two it's like no my life got fucked up as a whole the NHL part was part of it but also me like foundationally as a yeah. person has been fucking devastated by this. I mean, so, Kyle talked about turning to drugs and alcohol as a result in the last 11 years of his life. Like, it, these are things he didn't struggle with prior, from what I understand. I don't know his whole life, but that's, that seems to be the framing of it. And, but another thing that I, I didn't know that Sopel and Boyden had come out, and so I read a little bit about what they talked about over the summer. And Sopel's got me. It was it was, it was harrowing. He, he was talking all about it. And, and one little aside at the end of it was that um, he... A city assumed when he found out that it had been brought to the proper authorities because I guess the team had made it seem like that it was. And then when he found out a couple of years later that it had not been reported to anybody, um, he said he was so shocked and he was so afraid himself to even do anything about it because he was afraid that if he said anything about it, the Blackhawks would come after his charity. And apparently Brent Sobel runs a dyslexia chararity. First, to give research, uh, uh, you know, resources to students that have you know dyslexia and struggle with it, and uh, the fact that he's afraid of that, to me, is it's a fucking extremely mob. Extremely damning. That's a fucking mob. Yeah, like this is a man who's, who's rich as all hell. You know, ex hockey player has his own foundation, the whole nine, and he's afraid to say something about you know a video coach committing assaults because he's like, well, what if the Blackhawks undercut my charity somehow? Which they're not involved in, by the way. That's from what I understand. I don't think they have any funding in it or whatever. But he's just afraid that somehow they would undercut his thing that he uses to help children. And like that to me is so fucking damning that a player was legitimately worried about that. What does that say about the, the team and the league as a whole? And well, and, and, and also, you know, the fact that that the Jets and the Panthers didn't do fuck all. We all have to sit here and wait for a shovel day off with the the the, the Jets. Which I guess I guess we'll we'll see if he's still the GM by the time the Islanders. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Them, but but. The, I just I, I think it was uh, Sean McAdoo tweeted this that if we have to, it's it, it just a, paints a picture of the league if we have to sit here and wait for no I think it was no sorry it was Arthur Staple I think um, that we have to wait for the league to do something about it and the fact that the Jets and the Panthers don't just go hey you're sitting out until this gets worked out you know the fact that. They're they're just so, you know, well, we'll just sit here and wait until it gets sorted out, kind of thing, until we're told what to do. The fact that these teams don't make a moral judgment of their own just is just paints a picture of the league that we're, we're so fucking far off here. We're nowhere close. Yeah, no, and 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 I mean, I, I guess we'll we'll see how far off the league is when we see what the the continued fallout is as far as Bettman's meetings with the two. But I am. I expect, uh, I expect something horrendously out of touch and, and tone deaf, uh, just yeah. <laughs> just out of out of uh, habit and, and and knowing this league. Um, on a a less serious note, um, 
but you know um, expectations, things around the league. The they they won to against the Blackhawks. They they won in overtime tonight. The the Maple Leafs uh, are having are having themselves a start to the season as well. Um, it's funny, and, and and the funny thing is, it's not even so terribly different than the Islanders' start. It's just the way in which they've lost. I should say their record is not terribly different, but the way in which they've lost has, has been quite different, and the spotlight on them is quite different. And I personally think it's extremely funny that they got the doors blown off a couple times. Um, you know, like I said, they beat the Blackhawks tonight, who suck shit from a toilet in more ways than one. But big whoop. Okay, have fun. You beat Chicago. Yeah, it, it's just, and it's also like, to my knowledge, like I don't, I still think Mark. I think, I think Tavares is starting to get going, but like he scored tonight, I believe. You know, Marner, I, it still looks pretty, pretty ineffective. It's just kind of wild watching, like this team. The, the leaves just continuously implode and and like all the discourse around like did the did the Amazon documentary upset the room where it's like we're talking about it in the chat i i think i i'm actually prone to believing it 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 might have affected you know like people like marner um in ways that like, oh, yeah. yeah have affected but like it's just uh i think like as a team and as a franchise the fact that like oh you did this documentary cuz you thought you were going to you were going to do it. You thought it was going to be all, but it was actually nothing. It was like, actually hilarious. Yeah, it was called All or Nothing, I believe, which is funny because it was it was the second one, which is which is nothing unless you count making the playoffs as something. But then right after they made the playoffs, they they lost like right away. Like, and like, right away. and especially the fact that they they win the fucking division and it seems like you know oh this is that it, it's it's so easy. It's going to be so easy to get to the final four out of this. No, you you only were in the sixteen. That was it. That yeah. was all you got it's, to. Yeah, it's good. I, listen, it's very possible the team will be fine. I still, I will always just, just like a sponge, like a dry sponge, always soak up Leafs misery. It's, it's good. I like it. Um, but, but you know, further around the league, you know. Oh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say to that, I, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to go to that first Islanders Leafs UBS Arena game. I'm gonna be at a wedding. Um, mm. I encourage. I, I hope. See, it's like. Not necessarily like I think we need to move past the, the Tavarasness of it and just yeah. actually make it the whole. Maple Leafs, I hate the whole team. Ma- yeah, make it good. the whole thing. Make it make it a beef where like, yeah, you know their their play by play people are going to be there and their media are in the building. Make all mm-hmm. make the whole apparatus have to just, react. Just angry, yeah. No, I I I thrive off it. It gives me life. So. Um. Any any, uh, any takes any, any takes of of anything else around because I feel like you've been watching my schedule uh, the last couple of weeks has just been crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I usually keep a game on. I, I usually throw a game on the background of whatever I'm doing, even if it's late. If I'm doing something else, but is there a I've team been, uh, or, a team or play? I, I guess one team and and, and maybe one player um, that, that you think is flying under the radar that people should maybe check out or keep an eye under on. the radar i'm not sure anyone's really flying under the radar because it's funny as a lot of the teams that are winning a lot are bad like buffalo i think that's very funny that buffalo is winning a lot oh, for yeah. now they won't keep doing that it's fine but they are they are winning a lot if they're four and one it's, it's fucking hilarious um colorado's struggling out of the gate then two and four they also had a weird covid thing for a while they lost a bunch of players including mckinnon for for a good stretch so they'll be fine i think too 
Um, but what I've been really enjoying watching is, is Alex Ovechkin being 400 years old and still scoring 8,000 goals a game. I think it's awesome. He scored again tonight. He's got eight goals in seven games. I think he's up to 738 on the career, which brings him within 160 or so, something, something, 156 goals or something from Gretzky. And it's just fun. I, I love, I love watching like players who are just good be good. I know that sounds like ridiculous, but I, I love watching McDavid be amazing. I love watching Ovechkin still be at his age, just pounding pucks. Still, he is not. He looks exactly like he did three years ago. I, I want to see. So, see, I want to see Ovechkin break the goal record, but I also want to see. Washington fall off. The problem is his scoring yeah. is helping them win. Of course. So it's like it's rough, man. Listen, I, I'm not terribly worried about Washington. Like they're, and, and, they're, Pitch, and Pittsburgh surviving, they're gonna be a problem. Like here's the thing about Pittsburgh and Washington. Everyone says it all the time, but it's true. No matter how many times it looks like the wheels are falling off these teams, as long as they still have, you know, in, in Washington's case, uh, Ovechkin or some combination of Ovechkin, Kuznetsov and uh, Backstrom playing well. They're going to always be competitive, and in Pittsburgh's case, uh, Crosby and Malkin, who they don't have, and neither Latang either, and they're still winning, you know, a decent amount of games. That's right now. a problem. Yeah, it is a problem, and I don't love it. I, trust me, I want both teams to fail, but I, I just as a hockey fan, I can't root against Alexander Ovechkin like scoring goals. The guy is just so cool to watch. I'm a huge fan of his. I can't. I know I'm probably get hung by Islanders Twitter, but you know. I, 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 I love. I, I, feel like, I feel like Islanders because there have. I think also because the Islanders. In the Trats era, have done well against uh, the Caps in the, in the yeah. important games. It's, yeah, for sure. It's, it's been like, eh. We I just want to. I want to. I want to be around for a crazy historical event like that. Because the way I look at it is this: the Michigan retires tomorrow. He's the great. He's the greatest goal scorer in NHL history. I don't think things close. Um, just because, just by just the way the game is played now versus how it used to be played. I'm, that's not to take. I'm not one of those like, oh, those old guys suck because everything is relative to the time period is played in. You know, absolutely. Yeah. But I still think. If you if you really adjust for for era, there's I don't think there's anyone who I, I, don't, I think he's a better goal scorer than Wayne Gretzky. I think he's a better goal scorer than than Mike Bossy. All these guys because it's just I've never seen a guy score goals at such a consistent rate in such a difficult league to score goals in. Um, but if he could actually physically break the number, that would be deranged. That would be out of fucking control. I mean, he has to score at a crazy pace at a very old age to make this happen. I mean, like I said, he's like a hundred and. 50 some odd goals short at this juncture, but he also is scoring a clip where if he can pull off, if he can pull off another 40 goal season this year, it starts to get really within reach. Well, and, and as, as a like middle millennial, um, like hockey fan, I, I came into hockey at the end of Gretzky's career. So I got yeah, to catch the, the last couple of seasons and he was in playing in New York. Mm-hmm. The last couple of seasons of the, the player that is known as the greatest uh, hockey player the ever. greatest hockey player ever and like he has all these records and like so many of that so many of them are untouchable mm-hmm. the goal record was also viewed as untouchable exactly but now it, it might be broken and it'll it'll have been with a player that like i got to watch the entire career of start to finish yeah like like we have to like realize probably because we're so used to watching the guy but we have to realize that we, we are watching like out of the, the you know the game's couple hundred year history, this is one of the best players to ever put skates on. 
And that's, that's fucking awesome that we get to just be around for that. And, and to your point about like unbreakable records, I always felt that most of Gretzky's records were unbreakable, including the goal record, even if it may be less so than the point record, because I don't think the point record is even, a you know, I don't think anyone's got a chance of coming near that. But the goal record I used to put in a similar category. Like Ovechkin uh, used to joke, and, and I think it was this was like one old interview I saw like years ago, where someone asked him about Gretzky's Gretzky's uh, single season goal record, which was ninety two, and he's like, "I, I want to break it. I'm going to do it," and he won't. But just the fact that his attitude was like, "I can do that," is, has led him to possibly breaking his goal scoring record. And also, with, like with you know with the goal record, the thing that I find interesting is like, so I just remember at the time thinking like because. Just, you know, as a fucking Islander fan who, like, the teams, most of my upbringing sucked. So when you hear about the dynasty and you, like, look at what the, how the dynasty players were, the thing is, like, with Mike Bossy, who, you know, strength and power um, in his in his fight with cancer, Mike Bossy yes. being known as the best goal scorer, like, that was, that was the whole thing. Um, but, like, he had a short career. But, like, you know, you do the math and you're like, could he have beaten Gretzky's record? Yeah. I don't. He might have. Who knows? He would have had to. He would have had to have scored at this rate. Blah blah blah. All yeah. that. Like, um, and it's like it's one of those things. Like, which then led to like, okay, to break Gretzky's record, a guy will need to score average X amount of goals for X amount of seasons. And mm-hmm. it's like it's wild if if Ovechkin does it to have seen that like lofty ambitious hypothetical mm-hmm. actualized Just play out yeah. yeah it's like it and and yeah i guess i guess yeah damn I, I i maybe i should be paying a little bit more attention to that like this season um, dude his goal and his goals have been like like good you know like they're not they're not bouncing off his ass like yeah. he, he he actually cheated in a little bit further than the ovechkin spot today on, on a power play against detroit um, shout out Thomas Grace who got his ass beat and it's funny. Um, and he cheats it right into the, the crease system that he has. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a bad one. Um, and it's funny because he got scored on his right side, which is the side that he leans on politically. But he couldn't yeah. get over fast enough he to stop this puck. Nice. Yeah, he couldn't nice. do it. Which is, Boom, roasted. Funny. Yeah, so he got scored on by the best goal scorer ever. But uh, he actually did get over initially to make the save on on Ovechkin's cross crease pass, but. Then the puck ends up in front of Ovechkin, but kind of a little too far, and he falls to his knees and stick hands on his knees to get a second shot off. And it's like the fact this fucking guy is still doing that stuff. He's thirty six. He's thirty six, and he looks like every time he scores a goal, it's his first goal. He's so fucking jazzed up every time. He's and I, I think it's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I got though. That, look, that's good. We 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 got to. We, we we. I think we. I think. I think we covered a lot of a lot of ground. Um, so so again, if, if if anybody is is still somehow listening, this is uh, over an hour uh, and twenty minutes at this point. Um, you know, it, wh- where where can people find you uh, personally and musically, both digitally and uh, um, you know, in in venue style situations? You could find me personally at uh, at Scott Cryptodira. And, and, and any social media, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. And then the band is Crypto Dira Band uh, and on all social media platforms. And uh, starting November 17th till I believe December 18th, we are doing a full USA tour that dips into Canada for a couple of days too. So if, uh, if you're around the country, check out our little tour schedule vibe. If, uh, 
if you want to come see some some people be angry we're angry we write angry music for angry people nice that's it well you know you are uh it, it, it's so nice to get to just be with a real non-corporate chill um right. on the pod so it's it, it's it's nice to get to hash it out uh if if uh if you would like to to have a similar type of conversation about hockey, uh, about the Islanders, you can come to the Queens meetup this Saturday, catch Astoria, one thirty game. I'm gonna try to be there on one. I gotta I gotta go to Trader Joe's before, so it depends on how the line is. Um, but I will be there by puck drop, one thirty, catch Astoria, um, through the island. You'll be podcast. hearing from corporate. You'll be hearing from corporate Mike's lawyer, I think. Is he? Not, well, I, you know, uh, the Second Amendment's my lawyer, so right. you know, to, you know, if if corporate Mike wants to come after me for you know doing the right thing, um, and 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 not you know waiting forever for him to to do this next episode, bring it. My my lawyer is a, is a twelve gauge, and that's my bumper sticker uh, that I that I drive around the the. the uh, town um but uh you know what this has been through the island um i'm desmond i'm scott let's go islanders and uh you know ross johnston um you know if you want to come on the pod i feel like you have a lot of free time and money you don't we don't need to pay you for an appearance uh we can i can pay you in in some bone juice um you know uh so come on the pod there was a guy at a bar that said that he works at your uh, apartment complex so i wanted to see if some of the things he said about you uh you know are true um so yeah um cool. see you soon ross thanks for having me bud what if a butterfly was made out of butter these small thoughts could destroy big brother the world's cutest kitten just hugging a dog just one of many of our incredible thoughts